Welcome to Questions That Matter. This is a podcast of the C.S. Lewis Institute. I'm your host, Randy Newman, and I am delighted. My conversation partner today is Trillia Newbell. Trillia, welcome to Questions That Matter. Thank you so much. It's a joy to be here and to talk with you. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you used the word joy because that's what comes through to me in your writing. But I'm getting way ahead. Let me back up a little bit. This is a first in questions that matter in that this is the first time I've been introduced to an author through my granddaughters. <laughs> There's this great book on the bookshelf over at my uh, son and daughter-in-law and grandchildren's shelf at their house. Um, Trillia Newbell's God's Very Good Idea. And um, uh, I, I just saw it, you know, and I just, I was, I was drawn to it because it's colorful. The, the, the illustrations are magnificent. And my granddaughter's eyes kind of open up and I saw my daughter-in-law. She said, oh, they really love this book. Aww. So, so there's this whole collection of books you've written for children. You've also written for adults, but so, so tell us, tell us, my our listeners, how did you get into this? You write about God. You write about differences between people. Yeah. How did you get into this? Yeah. So you know, it all depends on the this, right? Because I started, I, I didn't become a Christian until the age of twenty two. I um I did some journalism. I for a local paper. I loved to write, and my first entry into writing for a Christian public was not actually for children. And so I have a lot of books for adults, but it was it was kind of fun how I stepped into writing for children. I used to work at uh, with my in my children volunteer with my children's ministry at my local church. And <clears throat> I started teaching a class or I was asked to teach one class on diversity and the beauty of uh, diversity and also the Imago Dei, the image of God. And, and so I was asked to do this. And when I was looking for resources and, and trying to develop curriculum, I wanted to just use someone else's curriculum, but I couldn't find exactly what I wanted. And so I had to write it myself. <laughs> and when I, after I wrote the, the little lesson, I taught it to these kids. And so fun that similarly, as your grandkids introduced you to me, the <laughs> kids' responses to my teaching uh, on this topic introduced the idea that maybe I should write it for a broader audience. Oh, got it. And that's nice. when I wrote God's Very Good Idea. And I sent it to a publisher who li liked it and wanted to publish it and the rest is history, but it really started <laughs> with the kids. Isn't that sweet? I but, do um, love it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But, but it, in, in a local church context, teaching up to the heart of these children and that they responding with big eyes and lots of questions and kind of mm. excited. Uh -huh. And I, I will never forget one of um, my daughter's friend's mother. <laughs> she called me and she said her daughter was so excited after the lesson. And she said that um, she said to her, okay, my daughter's name is Sydney. And she said, mom, Sydney's not just my friend. She's my sister as in sister oh, in Christ. Oh, and so she kind of, oh, she was getting the, the idea of the family of God and the doctrine of adoption, but for 
little hearts. And I mean, we were talking big th- theological yeah. ideas and concepts. So it really started for the kids book um, in a local church context and looking at the response of children. Nice. Oh man, this is great. Now I'm I'm doing things out of order. This is not good. I was I I, I should have done a, I should have done the bio at the beginning. That's what a good podcast host does. So let me tell our listener who in the world is this Trillia Newbell? So she's the acquisitions director at Moody Publishers. She's written quite a few quite a few books. Uh, recently, a great cloud of witnesses, uh, sacred endurance. If God is for us. And then uh, children's books like the one I mentioned, uh, God's Very Good Idea. Uh, Also, uh, maybe a little bit older uh, children, Creative God, Colorful Us. Um, She's married to her best friend, Thern. They reside with their two children near Nashville. Um, The bio says that they really love as a family eating barbecue it's and I'm, I'm I'm talking to you from Austin, Texas. We could this could go in a very bad direction if we start, but let's not do that. We're not going to do that. So let's not compare barbecue. Let's. Um, so so. Um, oh wait, I want to go back. You you said you didn't come to faith till you were 22. Can you tell us a little bit of that story? Yeah, I grew up in a very very loving home but not a christian home and we were what i call holiday christians we went on easter mostly dressed up went on easter um but not it wasn't something that was a part of our lives and a part of the rhythm of our lives and Mm -hmm. or i and i did not know jesus um so when i was about 19 a gal shared the gospel with me and I had a view of Christians that I just thought they were um, hypocrites to be frank and didn't want much to do with Christians or Christianity. Um, But God had other plans. (laughs) And so after she shared the gospel with me, it took a little bit for me to submit my life to the Lord. I, I, went through some um, brokenheartedness and, Mm. and I remember coming to her church and singing the hymn rock of ages. And Mm. yeah. And there is a line, wash me savior or I'll die. And at that moment, the Lord saved me. He, (sighs) he, he cleansed me and, and made me his. And, um, and it was Mm. pretty radical for me. And, and just that, the whole trajectory of my entire life changed in an instant. And as we say, as I've already said, the rest is history. The Lord, I, I haven't looked back since, and, mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful for his grace and that he would rescue me. Oh, man. I, I don't know which direction to go here, but but um, <laughs> saved during the singing of a hymn uh, and of all hymns, Rock of Ages, and of all lines, wash me, Savior, or I die. I, 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 um, I just had a conversation, a podcast with Greg Kokel, who said um, the the majority of people from his research, the majority of people who become Christians, um, it's not quite, it's not so very often of someone saying, "Here, pray this prayer," or "Come down the aisle." It's something that happens. And, and they don't realize it in full until they're looking back on it. And so your experience is it, kind of a mix of those things. It happened while you were singing, but anyway, but we're not going to, but uh, okay, we'll do another podcast. We can talk about, about it. Music. We can totally talk about it. <laughs> 
All right. All right. So, so say more. Yeah, your podcast. You, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> um, you uh, you were a, you know, a college student at the time, or was it before I going to college? Just graduated. So yeah, it was. I was about to to get out of be out of school. Oh, I wow. had gotten into law schools. Thought I was going to be a lawyer. There was yeah, it was a whole thing. And when I became a Christian, I just started questioning everything. Like, do I really want to do this? What do I want to do? And, and, um, but yes, it, it, it took a, it was a series of different events. So at that moment I was saved at that moment, but Mm -hmm. I was, when I was 19 and after she shared the gospel with me, she and I would continue to meet every now and then. Uh, And she would just keep sharing the gospel with me. She would share, but I was resistant. Sure. And so it was, it was a mixture of God humbling me. Like there's, a, a, I had a broken engagement and was humbled. Mm. So God humbling me. And then um, a mixture of hearing the word, hearing the gospel and knowing that I needed, there was something I needed. And then the preaching of the word, because a pastor preached and then the singing of the word. So it was just this mixture of faithfulness. Yes. Yes. Being faithful to the gospel and me hearing it over and over and over again. And then finally the Lord it making enough sense for me to say, I I have nothing else. I need you, Jesus. Mm. And, and clean washing me and, and saving me. And I will never forget the moment I read Ephesians 2, um, 8 through 9. And for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's a gift of God so that no one can boast. So I, and, and understanding that this is a gift that God has given me a gift yeah, of his grace. And it's just remarkable to me to think of all these years of walking with the Lord and he's still just pouring out grace and mercy on me and all, all of us who believe and, um, and those who don't believe but don't know it, but he's just yeah. So so yeah, I it was a combination of people being faithful, and God using the people of God, um, the Word of God, and and the power of God and His Holy Spirit to to save me. Yeah. Oh man, this is really fun for me having read some of your children's books, some other things, but but hearing because because when I read your stuff. I, I get this sense of um, wonder and joy and and fun. And so now talking to you, I, I it's like that's confirmed. Um, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be horrible? Wouldn't that be horrible? It was like, wow, there, she must be like a really fun person. And then I'm interviewing and she said, well, uh, the reason I uh, wrote, <laughs> anyway, sorry. But I just got to give our listeners a little taste of this, the beginning of God's very good idea it starts in the beginning. In fact, before the beginning, God had a very good idea. And then you have this page, two pages. It was an even better idea than uh, solar panels, 1954, chocolate chip cookies, 1938, color TV, 1942. I just thought that's a hysterical way to start. I love it. Um, but then you... <laughs> But you go after some really deep theological issues and make them clear and graspable for for everyone. I mean, I, I there don't be fooled. These look like children's books, but there is a depth here. 
Um, but let's back up again because I, I want to hear about you, you. You write in your in your bio that you're married to your best friend Thern. So, how did you two meet, and how does that play into what you write and what you speak about in those issues? Yeah. So. Uh, Thern and I, we were actually the two broken engagements. We knew each other before we became Christians and, um, and we had been talking and he's a little, he's about a little older. And so he was ready for marriage. I was ready for college. (laughs) And, and so we just, it just, we just kept breaking up the poor thing. And, and then when I became a Christian, um, about a year later, he did. And then a couple of years later, we got married. Okay, we've been married for 20 years. But so <laughs> he is white. I am African-American, black. And and we didn't thankfully have experienced any sort of resistance or racism from our family. Mm. We were just, yeah, we just did not. By the grace of God, we experienced none of that. Um, and so... But th- so my writing didn't actually originate from him. It probably originated from my dad. And he experienced a lot of racism and a lot oh. of, hmm. um, yes, and a lot of pain at, in the hands of others, at the hands of others. And yet he was teaching our kid, his daughters to really love people. Uh, and uh. he always instilled that in us to, mm. to he, even though I, he didn't use these words, I'm using Christian words. Now he would say, love mm. people, but, and see them as made in the image of God to reflect God. I mean, he would say that, that people, you know, common grace is he would yes, use yes. things, language, like people are valuable. <laughs> mm. They have worth. So, so he, he was able to, I think, heroically forgive and love people mm. really well. And he instilled mm. that in my heart and mind. Mm. So when I did become a Christian, I realized, oh, that wasn't my dad's idea. That was my, that was God's idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was God's idea. This is God. And because my dad was an image bearer, he was reflecting God. And, um, and so, and so, I always had kind of this heart and desire to see people love one another and serve one another. And again, when I became a Christian, I understood, oh, this was rooted in in Christianity. I mean, this is really a, a, a part of what the gospel does. It reconciles us to one another. So so Thurn um, is, is more of just a man I love. <laughs> Good, Deeply. good. It's very good to hear. Yes, that's we a have, good thing. We now have this on recording. So, you know, when the recording comes out, you'll be want to make sure that he listens, at least to that yeah. part. That's a crucial part. Very, very good. Yes, that's amazing. But he is he wasn't the catalyst for this book. I think that that came from the the reason and the why of just who I've who, me. That just a lot of what I've experienced growing up, um, what I've learned as I've read the Bible, and a passion and a desire to see people understand um, the what the gospel says and the implications of it, and what they what it accomplishes for us. When we mm. look at Ephesians two, we see 
that God has accomplished something great mm. in the gospel. And so, so, so that's really the why of that. But now that we are married and we have beautiful biracial children, it is something that we talk about a lot. So that culture, right? Yeah. In our household is to talk about different ethnicities. And we have a culture in our home of celebrating diversity and celebrating difference and Mm. trying to um, explore it in an educational way. So how yeah. can we learn more? Mm. What can we, how can we grow to know about the people, the people and people groups? And so that is our approach to the topic. And we lament as well, of course, the things of the past. I remember when my children first understood segregation uh, and the Jim Crow uh. laws. Oh my! They said, "Well, wait, wait. So, wait, yeah, mommy and daddy couldn't drink out of the same fountain. They couldn't <sighs> fathom it. They couldn't fathom no, it. So nobody, nobody should be able to fathom it." Yeah, yeah. And so that was those were those conversations. Of course, happened quite a bit, and mm-hmm. we're really so so. We do, I think, by nature, have e- an easier time going into those, but those uh topics and um but i'm hoping and i pray that everyone does everyone has those conversations and explores uh various topics related to ethnicity and um culture and diversity as it relates to the gospel yeah are you ready to grow in your faith? Well, here's a resource that could help you on your spiritual journey. We call it Journey. Uh, it is a nine-month small group program designed to help you become a better grounded disciple of Jesus Christ who faithfully follows and actively serves God. Each week, you'll grow through Bible readings and short assignments with uh, world-class teachers. We've put together uh, these resources for you. They're very accessible. And through the journey adventure, you can discover the same joy and power that the early disciples experienced as they followed Jesus. So if you're ready to get started, um, may it be that God would be with you as you explore that. Here's a link. You'll want to go to our website, cslewisinstitute.org slash journey hyphen sign up. I sure hope you got that. Let me repeat it cslewisinstitute.org slash journey hyphen sign up. Well, um, um, children ask questions that need to be asked. And, um, and very often adults have stopped asking or, or we, we dealt with it so long ago. We don't remember how, how important or big or, horrible something is so they you're right they get these big looks on their eyes like wait 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 a minute wait a minute so you're saying that there used to be laws i, I mean yeah it, it it should horrify and um but it it does point us um there is such a a, a deep theological beauty of the concept of diversity um as as christians we believe in a triune God. So here's this right. one God with diversity within the Godhead, which is so beautiful and mind-boggling. 
yeah. and and different than either the simplistic things we want. We, I think people are either drawn to sort of a unity without a diversity or, or a diversity as an end in itself. There, we're all different. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Here, correct me if I'm wrong. It seems to me as I think about diversity um, um, and our ethnicity, I, I, I come to faith out of a Jewish background. So you were talking about Ephesians. Well, Ephesians has a whole lot about Jews yes. and Gentiles getting along. And, yeah. and my Jewishness is very important to me but it's not of ultimate importance or it's not of primary importance. It's secondary. The primary mm-hmm. importance is I'm, I'm a person created in the image of God and I'm a Christian recreated by the grace of God. Now, Jewish, Gentile, black, white, different ethnicity, that's, that's very important. It's not nothing, but it's not the most important thing. Am I, am I close mm-hmm. to making sense here? <laughs> Yeah, I would say you're right. I think we want to make sure that we don't make idols out of our who we are as general people. Mm. Um, yet it's not nothing because God created us. He He knit t- us together in his, our mother's womb. He's thought of us. We, you know, He's He created us. He's numbered the hairs on our head. It's His idea to create me brown. So. <laughs> I, we don't ignore it. We don't pretend yeah. like it doesn't exist. Yeah. But we also don't worship it. Um, we don't. So it's not of it's of importance, but not of primary importance. And yeah. so I think what you're saying, and a lot of people say this, is that our first importance is that we are Christians. That's our first identity. That's where you're going. And then after that, all the other things. But um, but what 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 we tends to happen, I think, in a lot of places is when they get that um, idea, um, which is a very important one and one that we should have, often it is used sometimes to minimize difference at all. Yeah. So people can say that they are colorblind and unless you actually are medically colorblind, you're not, you're not colorblind. (laughs) And so we don't, we don't have to pretend like ethnicity doesn't exist. And I think that that often does happen when we start to, um, to talk about prioritizing our Christian identity is that we, we, we say it and, and we forget that difference does matter and it is good and God, cause it's God is creative. And so I, I think that that's the only thing that I would just add is that, um, you, you never have to, to try to be colorblind and, and pretend like it doesn't exist. And I've heard people use the word, you can be color smart, you can be color wise, <laughs> whatever, whatever, just, you want to make sure that as we are proclaiming that we are Christians, um, that we don't, we don't ignore people's culture as, as a part of loving, I think our neighbor is oh, to good, good. get to yeah. know them and their culture and their ethnicity and, um, but not identifying them as just that. Yeah. 
You know, you have this uh, line on the back of on the on the back of your book, "Creative God, Colorful Us," it says uh, God could have made us all exactly the same, but He didn't. <laughs> Which that that shouldn't be a shocking statement. Um, uh, but it, but it's it we don't hear it as as often as as we should I think um, so again that it's it's not just a a truth well God made us different um, it's it's a beautiful truth it's yes. God loves this diversity He likes uh, different frames of reference and and our backgrounds and our uh, nationality or co- uh, uh, culture shape us. Um, again, we don't. You, I, I like the way you said it. We don't want to make an idol of these things, um, yes. but but we don't ignore them either. So, um, um, I I um, I come from a, a Jewish background, and I'm originally from New York, suburbs of New York City. My wife is Gentile from a very, very small town in Ohio. We've been married for 43 years. There are still moments where I'll say something and it just feels like this is the New York Jew coming out. And she'll just look like, like, whoa, um, wow. (laughs) And I'm really learning this with my Texan granddaughters who... Okay, so there's male, female, there's age, there's New York versus Texas. <laughs> there's, um, the, I, I, I don't have to do anything too strongly to for them to have a look on their face like Grandy. They call me Grandy. Grandy, that hurt my feelings. Like, oh, I got to try that again. Um, so anyway. Um, yeah. So, so tell me more about how people have received your books? Um, you've told me a little bit about talking to your own children and teaching this with others. How, how have people, um, both both children and adults and church leaders, how have they grabbed a hold of these things? Yes. So for God's Very Good Idea, it has done very well. Um, people received it. And, and your grandchildren's response is a general response. People have really loved the book. And I, I can't, I didn't know <laughs> when I was writing it that it was as needed as it was. And, mm. and it is an absolute blessing to me that it's been so well received. So children read that book. Adults read that book. I was just speaking with someone recently who said they brought their staff through that book because it's so simple, but like you said, theologically rich Mm. that they could, they could bounce off. Okay. Which I thought was fascinating. So (laughs) God's very good idea has been used in such sweet ways. And then there's a middle grade version of it's sort of, it's, it's, it's kind of similar, but it's more like a Bible study called creative God, colorful us, yeah. which is for kind of the eight to 13 year old and schools are using that. Ah, oh, how nice. Or, yeah, good, because, good. yeah. Cause it's curriculum. You can use it in your class. And so creative God, colorful us is being used that way. And so the, the kids books have been so well received and I'm grateful for that. And and I couldn't, yeah. So, uh, and it's opening conversations that I think um, 
parents don't know how to start. Funny exactly. enough. Exactly. That's exact. I, I'm sorry to jump in, but we yeah. we don't know how to start the conversation. And so you're yes. helping us start that. Sorry to jump in. Yes. Like that. No, that is exactly right. And what has what I didn't anticipate, but I'm so glad is that it has led kids to the Lord. I get I get emails from parents who say, my my child, my eight-year-old um, submitted his life to the Lord after oh, reading man. it over and over. <laughs> because they, they, it's the gospel really is just laid out in that book. Mm. And so I, and it opens conversations for parents to talk about what it means. And so these are the things that I would not have, I couldn't do, only God can do. Mm. And I often say, I'm in publishing. So I often say that books go where we can't. And right, so right. I can't go and I can't be in everyone's living room and, um, but books can, and yeah. books can. this God's very good idea in particular has been translated into like 10 or plus different languages. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, so nice. It's all over the place. And, and I wouldn't, I would never have thought that someone in, you know, Korea, Germany, I don't know. I mean, just Brazil would be reading and and um mm -hmm. this book in their native language it's a blessing yeah uh, although although wouldn't we i mean of all books that we would want to get translated <laughs> a book on the theme that you're talking about god's very big very good idea um if that didn't get translated that would be that would that, that'd be a problem so um well, this has really been fun. I, I I hope this isn't really weird, but at the very end, I, I just want to talk about another book, very different of yours, um, fairly new, I think, 52 Weeks in the Word. You write, yes. it's, it's described as a joy-filled, thoughtful, and realistic pathway through the entirety of God's Word. Um, just give us a little commercial. Sell us on this. <laughs> I love reading God's Word. But when I, I write Bible studies and I realize that we are not, we our muscle, our Bible reading muscle has atrophied. And uh. I wanted to help. Yes. I wanted to give and, and produce a resource that would make it easy for someone to start reading the Bible through mm -hmm. um, from Genesis to Revelation. So it's a canonical reading through um, mm -hmm. and just, just read the Bible, just read. And that is that is as simple as it is. I don't have any dates on it, so that if, oh, if you get behind, you can just pick up and read again. It so it's it's a low pressure read through the scriptures. But there's a guide. There's a journal so that you can um, write, and there's questions to ask to help you connect the 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 Bible reading to. Um, God, <laughs> like, what are you learning about God? Do you mm. see Jesus? Where do you see the gospel? These are these questions that help connect your mind and heart. So you're engaging nice. as you're reading, but it has also been an absolute joy to hear people who are reading the Bible for the first time, first mm. time oh, reading, reading the Bible. Yeah. So 52 weeks in the word has been the a delight to journey with people through the word and um, that released last year. So there's a lot of people who are just now finishing up. We're in the mm. new Testament, finishing up 
um, their Bible reading, or they're in the middle and they're going to keep going for the next year. Yeah. And yeah, it's to help people get into the word. Mm. Because um, there is also, you said one minute, I keep talking because I love, I do love the, the word <laughs> and helping people get into the word. So I won't say anything else. <laughs> well, now, um, just I want to clarify, but but so that's written for, for adults, for grownups, that book. Yes. 52 Weeks in the Word is written for the grownups in your life to, right. to read. However, there are... Um, especially high school students who have used it. I've, I spoke at a couple of high schools and they've used it. I gave it to my youth group. So high school students have used it. And um, I do have something in the works for kids. Aha. She, she teases Uh it. Um, Well, I I hope I didn't pounce too heavily on when when I, when you said there aren't any dates in it because, and I I need to be really careful because we, the CS Lewis Institute every January, we, we send out this read through the Bible in a year with the dates and it's good. May the Lord bless it. It has never, that has never worked for me. I get behind and I see, Oh, it's February and I'm still on January 10th and Oh no. And, um, uh, my propensity toward feeling guilt just kicks in. So I, um, I don't know if I, I, I've started quite a few, read through the Bible in a year, and I've never done it in a year. I've done it in a year and a half, and it's great. Perfect. It's wonderful. And I, I recommend it tremendously. But um, anyway, so that's that may be an awkward, weird place. I'm going to have to apologize. Oh, no, to that's perfect. At, well, but my friends at the C.S. Lewis Institute, I'm going to have to write out an apology. Anyway, this has really <laughs> been fun. Um, uh, I, I'm going to list uh, your your books in the show notes, uh, a link to your website. Uh, I'm also going to link to our ministry within the, the C.S. Lewis Institute, Keeping the Faith, because I think there's a whole lot of resonance there of... Um, passing on the faith to our children and grandchildren. So any last comments you want to make before we sign off? Trulia, this has really been a a joy for me. No, this has been a joy. I think we could talk about several different subjects. So I I, I pray that it will serve your um, audience. And I'm so grateful to be on. And tell your grandkids hello. I will. Are you kidding? Their eyes are just going to like, like, guess who I talked to? You see this book? I Anyway, that'll be fun for both me and for them. So yes. anyway, uh, thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, please check out our website, cslewisinstitute.org, all of our different resources. Our prayer is that these resources, this podcast, and all our work will help you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind.